From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Hell yes, Mr. Rob Rook. Thank you. I'm here. My wife joins me after a week-long sabbatical. How you doing? What? <laughs> well rested and focused and ready to go. I'm reading. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get to some nerdy stuff here in a little bit. Look, it's the fat armor. Uh, yeah, because I got uh, I bought that like about a month ago, and it's been in my read stack that I haven't gotten to yet because I've been reading other things. But uh, got a, got a nerdy road trip to talk about. Uh, wrap up Slapgate as best as we can because uh, I, I wanted to get your perspective on that too. Uh, I was thinking about that as I was walking into work today. Oh, Slap! You were thinking about Will Smith and yeah. uh, and uh, Chris Rock. Yeah. Interesting. I'll ask you why here in a moment. But uh, speaking of work, your place of work, uh, your boss Nikki. Because uh, you work at a very well-known coffee establishment. This was a book that was recommended to manager types? Yeah. Okay. And this book, I think, came out in 2018, 2019, something like that. And I'm Check wanting... the copyright. Well, I would if I if I actually prepped for this damn podcast. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's... Um, back up towards uh, the front. Uh, 2018. I was right the first time. Okay. But uh, it's it's. I'll tell you how, how great this book is. Uh, I actually We actually have the, uh, the hardcover version of this hey it was free it was free uh the name of the book is atomic habits tiny changes remarkable results it's by an author named james clear and basically his uh his uh whole thing about this book is doing the little things over and over and over and over again maintenance rehearsal maintenance rehearsal and that will help you in the long run and uh, i don't i don't want to make this into a shameless free plug for this book but i just got finished doing reading this and uh, it was weird because just about half an hour, 45 minutes ago, I come to the end of this book and something in the final pages really hit home. And I'm going to read it again for anybody listening to this because it really hit home with me. And, uh, and I'll, I'll talk more about this here in a second. Uh, basically, the tighter we cling to an identity, the harder it becomes to grow beyond it. One solution is to avoid making any single aspect of your identity an overwhelming portion of who you are. In the words of investor Paul Graham, keep your identity small. The more you let a single belief define you, the less capable you are of adapting when life challenges you. If you tie everything up in being the point guard or a partner at a firm or whatever else, then the loss of that facet of your life will wreck you. If you're a vegan and you develop a health condition that forces you to change your diet, you're going to have an identity crisis on your hands. When you cling too tightly to one identity, you become brittle. Lose that one thing and you lose yourself. The key to mitigating these losses of an identity is to redefine yourself such that you get to keep important aspects of your identity even if your particular role changes. I'm an athlete becomes... I'm the type of person who is mentally tough and loves a physical challenge. I'm a great soldier, transforms into I'm the type of person who is disciplined, reliable, and great on a team. I'm the CEO, translates to I'm the type of person who builds and creates things. But talking about losing that one, um, and and to give a little background on the author, James Clear, he had a a near-life-death experience when he was a teenager he's playing on baseball a bat got loose and smacked him in the face and he had brain swelling and all this stuff he recovered but mm. um it kind of derailed any aspect of becoming a major league baseball player 
Uh, but he did get on a college team, and he had to work hard to get on, get a spot on that college team. And he did little things like going to bed early when his teammates were up playing video games and. Y'all shut the hell up. I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, getting up early, doing little things, little, and, and, and it kind of got him interested in this stuff. So he writes this book. And, of course, for those playing along at home, I wasn't always a stay-at-home broadcaster, or podcaster, rather. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Already in slip. Yeah. Um, last year, uh, for, uh, I lost a job that I loved for five and a half years. The actual... 20 years. Well, at the place I was at. At the t- you know, I would consider that kind of a weird place, a uh, qu- weird thing, because I love the job, but behind the scenes, things were obviously cold, and I'll let it stay at that. Um, but it wrecked me because I loved doing it. I worked hard at doing it, and you you saw me through a lot of it. Um, there were some things I wouldn't allow myself to do, like get addicted to anything, become an alcoholic. I didn't want to become. I didn't want to go to a bigger market and not do what I was doing and just doing like six or seven different markets of voice track. And I didn't want to go back to a smaller market and put in long hours like I did when I was younger for, you know, something that would be fruitless in a dying industry. Uh, you know, but but I, I'm not, as skeptical as I am, I'm not a nihilist. I, It's not this, we believe in nothing, Lebowski. It's not like that, you know what I mean? Like, I believe you learn something, you look back, and you pick up all these these aspects, and that, oddly enough, before coming up here, and I, I, I planned on finishing it this afternoon in the book, I was not anticipating seeing that. But, you know how you believe in synchronicity? Couple of wild, crazy guys. Yeah, well, there's, yeah, because uh, you... You said that today, and there is a mention in this book of Steve Martin, who who my, I'm a, Madam Webb. Yeah, I'm a big fan of. But I remember back when uh, the you know two weeks to slow the spread, and it became two years to slow the spread, or whatever <laughs> the hell. Yeah, like I was so depressed by everything on the news, I was like, I can't take this. I'd rather retreat and you know find comfort in things like reading. I started reading books again. I would not have seen that. In this book, had I not picked up that habit two years ago, and this is all about picking up small little habits. It's just really weird stuff. And this came from your manager. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, like, it really it really put things in perspective for me. So I want to thank you, and I want to thank your boss. And, I'll let her know. Yeah, and I want to link this up on the podcast page, uh, the name of the book. Um, you know, you can find it in a library. You can buy it if you want. Uh, we're keeping this copy, though. Oh yeah, because it I, was free. Because there's a lot, there's a lot to take in from it, and there's probably some stuff I forgot as reading it. But... I need to get you some highlighters. Yeah, yeah. You could totally, like, totally mark that up as long as I can read it. Yeah, I, I don't really like talking about a lot of things I read because I don't want to turn this into an Oprah book club. But I found that very, very uh, fascinating, and I was looking for little things to help kind of bring me along in other aspects of my life. And it kind of going back to some of the stuff I would talk about with Saludo, the former guest man. Uh, I told you this before we started rolling tape here. Um, we that, have tape. Well, it's you know just <laughs> just to borrow borrow from the old industry. Uh, you know, we, we were talking one day about how rock music was struggling, and how you know we had to do this and this to you know help the station and everything. And I and I asked him, well, what happens if rock music like if it, just the format because 
it was in trouble. Like, the last 20 years of music has not tested well. 15, 20 years. And he goes, that's not important. What you need to learn to become is a better broadcaster. And I don't have a TV, FM, or AM transmitter here, but I do have this laptop. I do have this microphone. I do have a boy in the background playing with some toys. I have my wife. We can make this happen. All right, and listeners, we need to keep Mike on track. Yeah. About phoning in. Right. You know? Oh, yes, yes, okay. There you go. I don't know what it's called. Thank you. Okay, phoning in. I was like, am I half-assing this? Uh, No, no, what you mean is like... uh, and I wanted to bring this up too because last week you were a little harried because of well we got you came home from work this is when we do this Sunday evening, and sometimes like right now the conditions are ideal because two of the three kids are over at grandma's right now. Yes, every three minutes Hazel was saying she needed me. One time last week I went down because mm-hmm. Lana was screaming for me, and good thing I went down because she clogged the toilet and tried to plunge it and it didn't work. <laughs> So that's why I stayed up. It's it's kind of cute <laughs> to think of a four-year-old having, I like... I said, oh, bless your heart. And I gave her a hug. She's like, oh, mess it up. I'm like, no. I'm like, listen, air pockets, you're good. I, I, I am low-key impressed that my daughter uh, has a toilet panic attack. And she's like, oh, crap, what do I do? It's, she didn't just walk away and go, oh, well, whatever. She was like, oh, no. Uh-huh. She's like, I flush <laughs> it and flush it and not go down. I'm like, uh-oh. Bathroom flooded. That I'm like, oh, that's easy. That's uh, that is the true mark of uh, of someone in our family getting anxiety over something you can't control. So, but uh, wow. she, she handled. I feel attacked. I feel I I feel like I just punched myself. Hi Logan. Hi Logan. Uh, but but what you mean by phoning in is like sometimes you won't be able to do this podcast as it was the case last week. Yes, because again, I work. At where I work, mm-hmm. 30 hours or more is full-time. Right. So I work full-time. I have three separate full-time jobs, plus another full-time job being your wife. Yeah. And I, I wear all these hats. So right. sometimes I just want to take off my hats. And and it's hard for me to sometimes put on the headphones because of things. Fine, you can look at the book. Um, but what you mean by phoning is, like, if you can't do it, I should have a co-host, and we can't just bring in people willy-nilly into our house so no because our children run around naked yes they do um but uh the what i'm talking about is like uh having like kind of a guest rotation or maybe even a third host or just you know pick someone out pick somebody out and i i do have some candidates in mind but you know i have to kind of troubleshoot that and everything so if you don't hear my wife it's not because she doesn't love me it's because the kids are possibly setting fire to something or lana's clogging something so or Hazel's pooping on something. Something. And Logan's like pretty much the best behaved of them all. So far. Yes. Uh, he did try to bite me though the other day. Uh, see, you know, he's he's turned to a life of crime. But uh, no, but uh, that that's uh, something to look forward to. I do have some delicious, delicious crime. Delicious crime. So I do have a few uh, uh, possible guest hosts to line up. Uh, but again, it's just troubleshooting because right now this is a uh, one, sometimes two man or two persons. Two organic life forms operation. Wow, we're really woke. Yeah, I am. That's that's what people say when they hear me talk. But uh, look forward to that coming up uh, in uh, future endeavors with this thing. Let's talk about what we did uh, la- yesterday because the family was actually freaking be- uh, behaved for this. We did a road trip. Road trip. And nobody got naked. It was awesome. Uh, we have no one got naked, <laughs> including me and you. Well. It, yeah, we but were we were tired. we were in a yeah. Wait, we, I, well, I took a boat bath, but that doesn't. Count. That's when you got home, okay. 
But we we went up to the hot spot uh, tourist trap that is Elkhart, Indiana, one of the biggest RV cities in uh, North America. They make a lot of RVs. That's one of their uh, claims to fame. Um, But uh, they have the Hall of Heroes up there. And for those who are non-comic book nerds, um, just basically like 30 years ago, this dude had a big comic book obsession and he built like the replica of the Hall of Justice from Super Friends in his backyard and had some memorabilia. And he has some really cool memorabilia in this collection. Uh, but it grew, and of course, you know, you don't want people in your house, so now he's got one, like, on the man, main drag uh, on the north side of Elkhart. I think it used to be, like, what, an auto zone or an advanced auto? It looked auto- like it was an auto parts store. Oh, yeah. It was right next to a gas station. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Very ideal. I was just like, oh. But, I mean, there's tons of comic book stuff in there. It um, was really fun. I think, uh, like, one of the original Spider-Man costumes from the uh, Sam Raimi trilogy. Uh, the it's a uh, replica, yeah. One of the costumes that Adam West wore on the 60s Batman thing. Uh, the car that uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. crashed into in the original Shelby Iron Man. Cobra. Yeah, the Shelby Cobra. Uh, the bat cowl that George Clooney wore in the worst Batman movie ever. I, I lost over that apparently because I didn't see that. It was uh, was in the Batman display case. Mm. And and I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool even though that movie is still terrible. And George Clooney is the worst Batman ever. Smug Cloud. Yeah, Smug Cloud. I need to put together a South Park museum. Um, We don't have a lot of stuff. No, no, I don't. That's uh, that's probably never going to happen. But uh, (laughs) there there was uh, some real cool stuff there. And uh, yes... Is he okay? He's fine. Logan's fine. He's just uh, perusing the book because he heard us talking about it, and he wants to make his life better, even though he's not even one years old yet. He wants to, you know, improve while he can. Um, but one of the coolest aspects there is the uh, the mini arcade they have there because they had pinball machines for, like, Deadpool, uh, the 66 Batman. They have uh- the... Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Which is my favorite Batman movie. Which I found shocking, but you find that you, you're entertained by that. Oh, very. Yeah. Even though even though the We Hate Movies guys ripped that apart. Yeah, that's fine. That's but, fine. Um, you, it's stupid, but whatever. I love it. Yeah. 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 Okay. I made the little, is it the bat wing or is it the bat boat? It was the... Night wing. You're right. It was the bat wing. It was it's the bat wing. Sp- yeah, I spawn. made it spin because it went up in like the little like, right. ramp and the shoo. Right. I was just like, I don't know how to play this, but I'm having so much fun. You really kind of have to... Yeah. It's a machine, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's true. You're like, Ugh. Yeah. If you pl- yeah, I was worried <laughs> if you uh, played that any longer that uh, the cops would be called. Uh, but uh, th- there was like a Batman arcade game, a Justice League arcade game. They had the, uh, I remember the six-person version of this game at the arcade at Washington Square growing up in Indy. But the original arcade X-Men game at pretty much just eight quarters, and you can you just beat up on Sentinels, and then you would beat up on th- guys like Pyro and the Blob. And Did you just call me Blob? Yeah. No, I said Bub. Yeah. That... Worst line ever. Okay, yeah, we're... Yeah, what's what's great about going up to this museum is you just start thinking about all the all the bad comic book movies and not the uh, the progress they have made in the last uh, 10, 15 years. Spider Man three. Spider Man three. God. Uh, I saw, okay, it's low key growing on me. Is it? Yeah. That jazz bar scene still sucks. <laughs> um, but if you uh, if you are a nerd or you know somebody that wa- uh, um, is a nerd, I mean it's uh, it's up there in Alcar. We'll link up to that. That was pretty fun. And I, you know what I really liked about uh, the trip though. Everything. Uh, yeah. 
but we went to Cracker Barrel afterward. You, uh, me, two the two girls and the bub. Everybody behaved. Nobody got naked because uh, you. For those who've been following along with the podcast, remember way back six months ago, I think five or six months back, we took the girls to uh, to Cracker Barrel and Hazel almost got naked in the dining room. Mm-hmm. So. This was this was a this was a well, good yeah. road trip, even though we were tired as hell getting back. That's what you hope for. You just look you hope for like successes like that. And you and you said before we left, uh, you don't think we're getting our hopes up on this thing, right? Well, yeah, I'm just like maybe we're all maybe we are building this up in our mind. But you know what really sold it for me? What was that? The older man. Oh, the older man. Yeah, because like the curator. There's like a, a grandpa guy at the uh, museum that was real friendly with the girls and Logan. Mostly Logan. And Logan, who's got a little bit of Stranger Danger, actually took to the dude. Oh, he was laughing and giggling at him. Yeah. I hope he's there next time we go. Oh man, yeah. But he's if you just get, like, are you my grandpa? Yeah. If you get a chance though, around Elkhart. Yeah, it's just uh, just about a mile or so south of the toll road. But I'll link that up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Okay. I'll be. Right. All right, so uh, I think week two now, Slapgate, because people can't stop talking about it. I think we're done with the fun meme aspect of this thing. No, I've seen some pretty good ones today. Still? Yeah. Okay, you're going to have to show me uh, once we stop rolling here. Uh, but before I jump too far into this... Uh, oh, you, you remember Terrence, right? Terrence, yeah, yeah. The guy that I dropped some baby stuff off to not too long yes. ago. Yes. His friends tell him he looks like Will Smith from uh, Shark Tale. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. They should, should not... Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think anybody wants to be associated with Will Smith right now. A lot of people don't in Hollywood anyway. But uh, you said you actually had. You were thinking, thinking about this. You were thinking as about I was it. walking from my car to work today. Yes. Okay. What uh, What popped in your mind about this? All right. So Chris Rock had a chance to press charges, right? Yes. He chose not to. Mm-hmm. Will Smith made a mistake. If Chris Rock really wanted to, I guess, take it further, he could have, but he didn't. Right. Okay, let sleeping dogs lie. But it'd be like, you know, you can't come next year. Right. Well, no, no. I think you and I actually see eye to eye on that. Well, yeah. I mean, we're humans. We make mistakes. You know, I was asking a customer the other day. I'm like, hey, so how's your day going? He's like, well, I haven't hit anyone yet. I'm like, that's my goal, too. Yeah. 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 But um you know anyone's capable of slapping someone. Yeah, it's, it's anyone is. It's it's kind of weird because like this is almost If you want to press charges, do it. If you don't, right. Don't do it, then move on. But uh, you can't but the academy also cannot condone you know, people, the behavior. Yeah. Well, yeah, be like, "Hey man, it's like you can't be back next year. It's right. like you're banned until we say so or right. something." But um or at least find them and then move on. What, what prompted you to think about that this morning? I don't know. Just, you just popped in your mind. Yes. Because it's everywhere. I think about random stuff. So do I. <laughs> Why are you so surprised about this? Well, no, I just, I, I'm not really surprised about it. I just didn't know if there was something that you saw that prompted you to think of no, it. It just popped in your head. I have an independent thought. I know. I am an independent woman. Throw your hands up in the air. And that other song. At Chris Rock's face? No, no, you'll get in trouble. Um, probably. I would probably be in jail. But yeah, Chris Rock is a comedian, and comedians are supposed to be edgy, and you know, they have to be provocative. Have you seen Osmosis Jones? Yeah. yeah Osmosis Jones. Yeah. Uh, the kids love that movie, by the way. Yeah. Um, I was but, wanting to celebrate Slapgate by watching that. Ah, uh, but uh, was it, um, 
he, he's a comedian. He's a provocateur. And, you know, comedians are supposed to make you feel a little on edge because it's a high wire act of sorts. You're putting something out there that could be funny or not. But we live in a day and age where a G.I. Jane joke can drive somebody mad. And, of course, he was making fun I of... I work with a couple of girls who have shaved heads. It's fine. Yeah. Well, And Jada Pickett-Smith's done okay for herself, I would think. So She's this, still a bitch. She, yes. And that's kind of the problem I have. With she's this a whole, rich bitch, but she's still a bitch. That's, that's the whole uh, problem I have with this uh, with this whole Slapgate thing. Is that because she's rich? No. Me too. That Will Smith did something dumb, and I'm sure he regrets it. But given the fact that she, like, she fooled around on him... And, you know, he's trying to be the good man, the good husband, and appease her. And he thinks, well, maybe if I go up there and defend her honor, things will work out. And it's totally not working out for him. Remember how appeasement worked? Yeah. Back in uh, World War II? Yeah. So are you seeing Will Smith is uh, Neville Chamberlain and his wife? Well, I'm not even going to finish that because then. <laughs> hold, um, on, hold on. I'm saying it in my mind. Oh, my God. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Let's, let's just stick with Will Ch uh, Smith taking the Chamberlain method here. You know, a high wire act. Yeah, high, high wire, wire act. That's my high wire act. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I didn't think we were going to go down that road. Um, but we're not. We're going above it. No. Uh, okay. We're going to take the high road, the highish road. Um, but but Will Smith. I mean, like you could tell this guy is a wounded dog. He just you could just see it in his eyes. He just looks wore out. This is supposed to be his night of triumph. I mean, he won Best Actor. Now you got people. It came down from the Academy that he cannot go to any Academy event for ten years. Friday. By the time he goes to anything Academy related, he's going to be in his 60s. You should show him page 247. I should show him this book. Somebody send the Atomic Habits to Will Smith. That m might be one little habit that helps him in the Start long run. Start by telling Jada no. Right. No. But, you know, he's banned from this thing, and it's, this does affect his career because if there's a director that wants to put together a, an Oscar bait film like King Richard, for which he won an Oscar for, they're going to pass on him. Now, Michael Bay, to his credit, says, you know, I would 100% again work with Will Smith because they did the first two Bad Boys movies together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people might go, oh, Michael Bay, Michael Bay. You know, just, you know, explosion after explosion. He makes some freaking entertaining movies, though. And he's a rich dude. And, like, if he's willing to gamble on Will again, I, you know. Let him. Let him. He's Michael Bay. But, like I said, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Remember we would have Michael Frybay. Michael Frybay, and we did watch Bad Boys. Yeah. Will Smith. And gave me some Skittles. But yeah, you got this this whole thing there, and you got other studios stepping away from him. And I thought of two things just today in regards to all the crap that's coming out with my, uh, Will Smith. I remember when I was in sixth grade, I was sitting across the table from some kid at lunch, and for whatever reason, I was kind of an a hole doing this. I took a fry off his tray and ate it. Oh, I do that to the kids just before I can Well, yeah, but, you know, you can get away with it now because you're a parent. Um, but I, he he got mad, rightfully so, and he told one of those teacher's aides, right? And there's like three or four other kids sitting around us. And she, you know, looking back at this, she could have took me aside and goes, hey, you need to apologize to him. Don't do this again. That sort of thing, right? Mm -hmm. She stood there and she goes, well, you need to tell him I don't like what you did. And so he did. And every other kid around the table started parroting this to me. And it got to the point where I just got pissed and i said well i don't like what everybody's doing to me and of course i got taken away from the table and had to sit at the end and it, that's a new story yeah i never told you that no okay well that's that's what it feels like to will uh, this whole will smith thing is like he screwed up 
but it just seemed like people are saying and doing things just to come off as holier than thou. Mm. And I just feel like, okay, you probably could have just suspended him for a year from going to the academy and put him on probation for five and go, hey, look, if you do this again, you're out. You're gone permanently. I'm all about giving somebody a second chance. And Will Smith has not really been the type of guy. Oh, so it's second and third chance turns into a fourth chance and a fifth chance and a yeah. sixth chance. And yeah. Like, I, I'm gone. Yeah, I just, to him, to me, like, if you dragged your feet for so long on somebody like Roman Polanski who raped a 13-year-old girl in a hot tub and still won an Oscar for Best Director for The Pianist, uh, yeah, I think... The er what? Yeah, The Pianist. Be careful how you pronounce that one. Um, yeah, I, I think you can be a little lenient on Will Smith. And I'm not saying don't slap his knuckles. Don't tell him what he did was wrong. I still like Aladdin. Like, when he did... Oh, his, his thing? Yeah, like... It's a good movie, and I like what he did. He's, he's a likable guy, but again, he needs to make some decisions in his life because, I, like I said, like he needs to learn from this. But piling on on him might create what I thought of in, uh, also today, Britney Spears. Remember when uh, her and Justin Timberlake broke up and we all had a laugh because we didn't know what was going on, and then she went up public and shaved her head, and then she went away to the nut house for a couple for 10 years? Hmm. And, but but she was kind of the butt of the joke for a lot of people on media and social media, and now with given what Will Smith's going probably Here's going through. Here's the thing with her hair. Okay. Everyone everywhere she would go, they had to do her hair. Like we have to do your hair, we have to do your hair, we have to do your hair. And right. she's like, no one's doing my hair. Yeah. I have no hair. Okay, so that, that was what did that control control. Yeah. Yeah, but she became the butt of the joke because she was trapped. And I think Will Smith, in a way, is trapped in, like, all this piling on. I'm wondering if you're going to have a Britney situation or something worse. And I'm just, that's why I'm really not on the whole piling on this dude right now. Mm. You know, you know, give him a good punishment. Don't give him a war tribunal at The Hague is basically what I'm coming at with. But mm -hmm. <laughs> Putin, I think Putin might be a tad bit worse than Will Smith. He's still a dick. He's still a dick. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, uh, maybe some good news. We'll wrap this up here. Um, because I didn't know, I didn't think I was going to go as long on that book. Go with the flow, baby. Go with the flow, baby. Uh, some news that made a lot of people mad on Twitter this week, but I, I really don't give a flying F because I smiled. It was announced Monday that Elon Musk now owns 9.2% of Twitter stock. And this dude. It's all a bit technical. It's a bit. It, it's exact. Now you and I are on the same wavelength because I thought of Batman Begins, where like you know he we got. We watched that last night. We watched Whoa. that last night. Yeah, duh. Which is a good superhero movie, unlike Batman and Robin. Mm -hmm. I still won't watch that. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Elon uh, bought in, and he said he's said and done some nutty things on Twitter and uh, in media, and you and people got mad when he hosted Saturday Night Live because he's rich or something. What? But, and all the other hosts are poor. Well, sure. right, but he's billions rich, and th therefore you can only be millions rich or something. I don't know. And, look, I, I'm critical about Elon on some stuff, but this is kind of interesting because he's kind of a free speech advocate kind of guy, and I hope he sticks to it. I hope he does make the guys at Twitter nervous because it just seems like one crowd on that social media platform gets to be a-holes. Mm -hmm. But if you don't say something that the moderators like, mm -hmm. they ban you for life. Uh, uh, that happened with the Babylon Bee, which is kind of a Christian satire Twitter account, which 
I, when they first started up, I kind of thought they were corny, but they've actually kind of upped their game to being kind of like the right version of the Onion, mm-hmm. and the, and they and I do find some of the satire they do good. And then uh, Donald Trump, of course, who got banned and was notorious for being on Twitter, and the moderators getting nervous about that. Well, he was kind of a loose cannon. Well, a little bit. A little bit. Be like, hey, hey, hey. Calm down. Calm down. Calm you know, down. I mean, Donnie. anyone could tweet back on him and be like, dude, calm down. Yes. It's like, you're the president. Okay? Calm down. And, and you bring up a good point because this is the marketplace of ideas. And I'm not saying if, okay, they reinstate Trump, you like Trump or anything like that. If you want to, you know, say, oh, you're a stupid poopy head, do that. But in the marketplace of ideas. I can't call my own cat a bitch. That's a on slut. Facebook. Yeah, I can't call my own cat a slut. That's nuts. I know. I'm like, he, but look at her. She lives with me. It works. Cool. I've seen the way she sits on your chest. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, she she is a little bit seductive, isn't she? Um, but like with Twitter, the marketplace of ideas I'm going at here is like you say something and somebody's gonna be like, "Right on," or "No, you're stupid," or they get ratioed, or they get ratioed, which is fantastic, and th- that that should be. You know, when, when somebody says something stupid, you don't try to cancel them. You ratio the hell out of them. That's what you're supposed to do. And I, I want to get back to that because I don't I don't like thought police. I don't like people cutting up my food and che- making chewing it for me and spitting it into my mouth and going, okay, you'll f- take what we give you. I kind of want to savor some things and think things through. Just I, like you. I almost threw up. I know. It's a bad metaphor. But you know what? Going back to you thinking randomly about Will Smith, those are thoughts you came to on your own. Yes. You you took, you didn't need. It took me a couple of weeks, but I did it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not proud of what I did, but it's done. Damn it! But if Elon sticks true to his words and actually kind of makes Twitter a little less oppressive, I think things would be better for so that platform. So is he on like the board? He's on the board. All right. And by the way, he tweeted a picture of himself uh, smoking pot on the Joe Rogan Experience, which everybody loves. Joe Rogan, right? And he's like, those board meetings are going to be lit. Like, Elon's making Elon jokes. And I'm like, damn it, why didn't I think of this? But it's, again, the the habits book. i got to get back in the habit of writing things down. So, you have to be witty. I have to be witty. I have to be a billionaire and buy part of a social media platform. And by the way, not to make you know people who support Trump mad, but Elon has done a better job of ingratiating himself into social media than Trump did because Trump started his own social media platform, and that thing is having trouble. Like what he, is it? It's called truth. What? Yeah, uh, it in and, and there's the truth and the truth. Yeah, and, and I guess people are having such a hard time logging on because of whatever. But like you, you have a place in line, like at the DMV, for like, oh, your account is ready. Whereas with Facebook and Twitter, you might hate the holy hell out of them, but you can sign up instantly and have an account on them. And you have to have that stuff kind of mapped out a little bit. Mm. But Elon's like, you know what? Twitter kind of sucks. I'm going to buy a chunk of it. <laughs> oh, and I also love... Buy low, sell high, baby. I know. Sell high. <laughs> there you go. There's another one for you. You're there, welcome. Thank buy you. Buy low, sell high. Uh, that's right. All right. So there's that. Uh, so appreciate everyone listening once again. And yes, uh, looking forward to growing and expanding the show. Until next week, enjoy the rest of your week. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash M Davidson Live. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.